Welcome to another edition of TSC Music's Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. I'm Greg Thomas, and we're so delighted that you've chosen to join us again for another edition of this podcast. And our scripture of the week is Matthew chapter 9, verse 37. Then swore he unto his disciples, the harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. Charles Dickens once wrote, the world is full of willing people, some willing to work and the rest willing to let them. Which one are you? And we're delighted to have in here with us today our good friend, John Wineglass, who's going to be our guest today. John, thanks for coming, man. Thank you for having me, man. John is a worker, so if you were ever questioning what type of person he was <laughs> or is, John is a worker. John uh, is a, an accomplished musician, a composer, uh, a dad. A uh-huh. husband, well, a husband, a dad, uh, let's get it right, <laughs> and a good friend, and of course, a man of God, and we're so glad that uh, he's in town with us today. Uh, why are you in town? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I actually came in town um, to have rehearsals for a piece um, that was being performed um, down in Washington, D.C. Uh, for a piano um, festival, mm-hmm. and a very um, world-renowned pianist. Uh, Tanya Gabrielian. Um, I met her playing with the uh, Monterey Symphony in California. She was a solo artist. I was playing viola. And uh, we got to talking, and she wanted to hear some of my music, um, especially since it was actually Christian based. She was interested in, in knowing about that. Um, and so I sent her a couple of um, uh, works that I had had completed a while ago, actually. And, um, and we had rehearsal on Monday and then mm-hmm. went down to D.C. She performed them there, and um, I'm back now. So Ooh. Now, your parents are still in D.C.? My parents, are. they were there. <laughs> yes, they were there. To, uh, <clears throat> it's like old times. You it know, you used really to come to all the recitals. Huh? It really was. It was kind of <laughs> surreal. I looked over, wow, <laughs> my parents are here. At, wow, you know? wow. Yeah. Well, tell our listeners, because it's been a long time since you've been with us on the podcast. Right. Uh, I think we had you and Rebecca here once. Yes, I think you came at a separate time. Yep. Um, so it's been a couple of years at least. Yeah. Uh, tell our listeners who John is and what your connection is with T.S because a lot of them don't realize we have a history here. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, I, well, I am a composer. That's what I really consider myself these days. Uh, I, but I have five things I basically do under that umbrella. I really fashioned my uh, career after J.S. Bach, who was a God-fearing, amazing composer. Um, and uh, I consult with different churches with uh, their worship departments so i i help with three different ministries right now um i'm a adjunct professor professor at the cal state university and uc systems out in california um i love to play music so i play viola violin piano with different orchestras and different groups and um i do arranging music um I, you just told me you had William McDowell on last week, and yeah, and uh, just finished doing arrangements for his new album that's coming out in November. Um, and then I, um, what else? I do lectures. Uh, I just finished doing lectures at the Carmel Bach Festival uh, last week, talking about relating box music to current trends of music mm-hmm. uh, and, and hip hop. And then um, I discussed music um, for a French film. Um, um, Toulay 
Matan Dumont, this French film that oh, we yeah. talked about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about that music. And um, yeah, so I do lecturing, I do speaking at different things. And then I compose music in the concert hall and also television and film. And a lot of people don't realize that you have done a lot of that here at TSC. Yes, yes. My connection to TSC uh, was a great one. I actually um, moved here and started my graduate store studies at uh, NYU. Uh, and um, and a friend told me about uh, David Wilkerson had a church. I knew about Cross and the Switchblade, but I never knew he had a church. And at the time when I moved up here and I figured I needed to be finding a church home, the Lord literally told me to come to this place. And that and was That was 97. Ago. 97. 97, yes. And here you are 20 years later. Is it 20 some. years? Oh, no, it's not. not no, no, not quite. Like six. Is that 20 years? 97? Oh well, okay, maybe not. It's close. It's close. That's 18 years, right? Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Something like that, you know? So it's close. Wow. It's been a long time. Wow, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it has been. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so you're you're uh, a, de- a husband, yes. uh, Denise, your wife, who yes. used to serve here as well. And yep. then you call her Miss Mims. I or call her Miss Yums. Miss Yums. Yes, Miss Yums. You got to tell us about that because Miss Yums is yours. <laughs> yes, be what, 11 she's eleven now? years old. Um, she was actually. I have an interesting story. She was actually. Uh, uh, born the night that I won my first Emmy Award. So we've got an Emmy Award winner in the room, beloved. So, uh. <laughs> she, but I got to tell you the story. We were at the Marriott Marquis, and the first year I got nominated, um, but didn't win. And the second year, I got nominated, but we were focused on the baby. So my parents came in town. My her parents came from overseas. We're all at the house, kind of just waiting. And 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 the Emmys that year was a formality, basically for mm-hmm. us, because we were. Next Tuesday, we were going to have the baby. And she had this gown that encompassed <laughs> everything. Um, and uh, and when they mentioned my name, she jumped up and her water broke. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I went up on stage and said, love y'all, got to go. <laughs> and then we had to shoot out of the Lincoln Tunnel, go to Jersey. Wow. Wow. And Abby was born at 3.52 a.m. on Very Mother's scary. Day. Uh, and she's a drummer. Yeah. Uh, she is a drummer. Now, how'd that happen? Because <laughs> I, I don't know. Because you are, <laughs> how old is she you, now? You are She's eleven. <laughs> keyboard player. You are violinist, violist. You're a classically trained classical musician. I mean, you you play a lot of other stuff too, right, obviously. Right. But how does she, she um, get into drumming? Because you know that's like the least favorite instrument in the house. <laughs> It's it's getting hot in here. I'm just messing with the drummer who's over there uh, engineering. He's probably making me sound like Mickey Mouse right now. A little bit of osmos, yeah. Uh, Well, she started off with violin. I started teaching her when she was three. That didn't go really too well as far as parents teaching children music. Um, uh, And then she just kind of went on a left turn and into drum world. And the deal is she's supposed to take it with piano, so... So we're in the midst of doing that right Is that now. The compromise. She gets to do that if she does this. Exactly. Uh, so, um, but she's really into computers. She loves programming. Oh, okay. And we live near Silicon Valley, and so the yeah, the, the so. computer. Be, if, the, if the drum thing doesn't work out, she's got this other. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She does a lot of stuff with programming okay. and coding. So, right. Yeah. 
Crazy. Yeah. That's good, man. Programming yeah. and coding at eleven. At, oh yeah. It's oh, yeah. Absolutely it's, it's the, nuts. It's you know, it's the thing that it's not it's just the thing to do in California. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's it ain't <laughs> the thing, thing to do in New York, that's for sure. You know, you know. You gotta get rid of the skateboard parks first, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta get yeah, we gotta get back to New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come right back and get more into our conversation with our good friend John Wineglass. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is a provider. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your God accent. is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio. Where God is. While in my clothes, I don't use anything but nature's bounty soap detergent. If you're having trouble sleeping, you just might need a Cloud Nine mattress. Tired of searching the airwaves for something meaningful to listen to these days? Well, on 570 AM, Times Square Church meets every Sunday night from 6 to 7.30, right in the comfort of your own living room. You will be blessed with preaching from God's Word, worship with the Times Square Church Choir, and awesome testimonies of lives that have been changed and are now being used for God's glory. So come and join us every Sunday night from 6 to 7.30 p.m. on 5.70 a.m. We also stream live on the web at tscnyc.org. We're so glad to have Shotgun over here, Dave Ham. Hey, Greg. And, of course, our good friend and brother from Monterey, California, yeah. John Wineglass is our guest today. Uh, no stranger to TSC Music, no stranger to Times Square Church, and, of course, no stranger if you are into classical music, if you're into even Christian music, of course, mm-hmm. uh, this is a Christian classical guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just finished some work, by the way, on uh, our previous guest's 
Project. Yes. Um, William McDowell. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Wow. Uh, but there's so many things coming up here around the TSC. You know, we've all year we've been doing the crossing the switchblade, Dave, and yeah. it's been explosive. A few weeks ago, you yeah. guys were in Colorado. Colorado Springs and, with uh, uh, Pastor Gary Wilkerson, yeah, Springs wow. Church. You didn't start any fires out there, right? No <laughs> fires. No fires. Just the play. Reaching many for the gospel of Jesus Christ through awesome. this art form. That's awesome, wow. man. Yeah. It's, it's a very, very powerful, too. And we're excited that God's using it uh, in this day. You know, it's funny because I, we were with uh, Chris Thomason a few weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, we Great talked time. about, uh, uh, or at least you mentioned, the possibility. And I'm just going to throw it out there because maybe we can start a little fire. <laughs> of run, baby, run. Oh. Being done. Uh, yes, you sparked the fire right now. Um, it's out there. Yeah. Well, wouldn't that be the, the sequel? It would. You know what? And hey, if God wants it, then you know we can't quench that, that well, fire. So. I, I say, I say, you write the script and see what happens. You have, you've done this to me before, Greg. <laughs> For those of you that listen, you wrote the script. Yeah. yeah. Greg has a way of just uh, speaking with vision and... Mm. Uh, uh, I'm not going to give him the credit of, of it being prophetic, but it's awfully close, <laughs> please, you, you know, when he talks. But, uh, yeah, you've told me before, and then I went to writing, yeah, and God did well, it. I'm yeah. going to believe God for, for that. Because uh, a lot of people don't know the rest of the story. They right. don't know the other side of the story. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot more to crossing the switchblade. There's a lot led up that led up to that. Yeah. There's a lot that happened after that. Somebody needs yes. to write that story yeah. beyond yeah. the cross and the switchblade. Yeah. Oh wow. You yeah. Know? Oh, and I ran, baby, I ran. Yeah. Right, it that, is. I mean, that, yeah, was, I mean, that it, was a joke. It, <laughs> it wasn't funny, but it, <laughs> <laughs> but there was some run, baby, run going on. Yeah. You know? yeah. All right. Well, let's get to our guest, John. So glad to have you, man. Good to be here. Uh, so much to talk about. We we kind of got into it just a little bit, um, yes, and I think we left off talking about uh, uh, Miss Miss Yums in the during the break, and uh, yes, uh, we hit on that a little bit. So so obviously you are, and again, we for our guest, John is a um, former musician here at Times Square Church, writer mm-hmm. and arranger. The first project. Right. Here oh, wow. at TSC, when I got here, it was New Songs 1. Right. We were yeah. in studio mm. together on that one. Yeah. You did a lot of the orchestration on that. In fact, you produced that one. Produced it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Wow. Let's talk about the other side of Christian music, the production side of it. Let's get let's get under the under yeah. the hood for a moment. Uh, as a producer, because I've had to ask Clay this question, I had to get into it a little bit with, with William as well. When you have to wear these different hats, you're the musician, you're the writer, you're the arranger, you're the composer... You're the producer. You're right. sitting in the mixing room. You're right. you're in the mastering process, and then of course right. it's all the back end. You know the the manufacturing and yep. the design and this that and the other. For you, the producer, when you're producing, because I and, and I want to talk about it from the orchestration perspective because not a lot of people do what you do. <clears throat> okay, you've got guys who sit behind keyboards and they just play strings and they you know they play patches, but you orchestrate. Right. What's the difference between an auxiliary musician who's just playing patches, which is nothing wrong with that if they do it well, and the guy who actually has to sit and orchestrate. That's a very, very, very insightful question. Yeah, (laughs) great Um, question. Because people don't really realize that. But uh, yeah, actually on William's record, um, the live, we actually had Clay play a pad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And what I told them what I wanted to do when we were talking in pre-production about it 
was okay. You create like an atmosphere with the with the with the atmosphere. Actually, is the mm -hmm. patch. Right. Uh, you create that, and then I'll create the inner workings mm -hmm. in there. The stuff that you know how you look at something and it looks plain, but when you take a microscope, you see microscope and you look at it. It has all this texture and the, and the stuff that makes it what it is and makes it interesting and makes it uh, uh, organic. Mm -hmm. That's basically, that yeah, that movement that that it's not it's not as simple as you think it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so that's the way we approached it um, uh, with Williams uh, uh, recording. Mm -hmm. uh, and we talked extensively about it because the, the, the thing about it, what happened live because I was there for the live concert, mm -hmm. um, um, was so powerful. We didn't want to change any of that. Right, right. And he had this pad all the way through that. So I said, hey, when we do this arrangement, let's just make sure we, this, this will be all the stuff that's mm -hmm. like the, the meat and potatoes of, of orchestration. It's pretty involved, and and yeah. when you're orchestrating, you're not just thinking violins. So a lot of people oh. just think violins. Oh. oh, I hear the violins. Well, you probably don't. You probably hear <laughs> everything. Yeah, everything. You're, you're hearing some cello. You're hearing some bass. You're yeah. hearing what else? What else are you orchestrating? What else are you putting in the mix? It depends on what what the ensemble is, right. but I, I tend to hear the music as it is. Mm -hmm. um, in Hollywood, they have a lot of guys that write melodies and then they give it to an orchestrator. Okay. Um, but I hear it as it's going to be. Right. Like mm -hmm. if it's, you know, and so Will said, hey, strings, okay, how many are we having? And mm -hmm. so I, when I hear the songs, I'm thinking in that it, it it's an instrument. It's like right. a, 
it's kind of a patch on the keyboard, but then there's things you have to do to make it work. Exactly. You know? Make it sound as realistic as possible. Right, exactly. When 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 you're doing the orchestration, and I just want our young listeners, cause we got, because we do have a group of young listeners who wow. think that this is all just sitting behind a keyboard and it's magical. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's not. I mean, some of the good stuff, some of the quality <laughs> material that you, that you hear and, and want to hear, uh, people have to realize that it takes time to... to get that sound it takes time to find the right patches and so uh you didn't have a 20-piece orchestra on the stage when you did uh williams project no but there are times when you do right you know and uh, i guess the trained ear can hear the difference and there are times when even the untrained ear might hear the difference but but it's still very thoughtful it's still very thought out what the violin is going to do what the cello is going to do everything has intent Every movement, every note. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I love, I mean, Mozart was a huge improviser. Bach was a huge improviser. They did it. They wrote songs that were basically improvisations. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, uh, so there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. I mean, right. I, I, I live in the right. gospel world, so I know mm-hmm. that. But, but when it comes to arranging, these things are, every note has a purpose. Every note, scale, every, every kind of inversion has a purpose. Will well, there's one song on his record. There is a sound. Mm-hmm. It's seven minutes long of mm-hmm. the same chord so production. I had it on this morning, <laughs> unintentionally. I was just shuffling my iPod on the, the car, right. and that one came on. And so, how do you say seven minutes worth of music of of different different? Uh, how do you say <laughs> how do you say that differently every time? Right. And mm-hmm. so that's where orchestration comes in. Everything has an intent mm. uh, in writing. Wow. And do you orchestrate in phases or phrases? So if you've got a seven minute piece, right. you're not going to do the same thing for seven minutes. No. So are you thinking in layers? Are you thinking, thinking in, in sections? Layers. I'm thinking, thinking all of that. Yeah. yeah. And where, where Will has vocals coming in, where they come in, um, key changes, you know, if that happens, I'm thinking very strategic. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It's very strategic right. in what you're doing. And, and, um, yeah, so that yeah, it's definitely in phases, uh-huh. and 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 consciously being very um, um, purposeful and everything. What's the most unusual classical and other genre combination you've done? Because I'm sitting here looking at you, and I'm sitting here looking at Dave Ham, and I'm saying, you know what? Yeah. I could bring these two things together. <laughs> yeah, and do something. Yeah, Very unusual. <laughs> well, I um, I've seen different things, combinations of 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 hip hop with um with uh, strings. Um, uh, actually, a friend of mine, uh, um, Michael Gunger, uh, he has this cellos that mm-hmm. plays, and he does beatboxing and then playing and singing at the same time. So uh-huh. the there've been a myriad of different things and collages of of, of 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 ideas. But but have you seen the unusual what was the most unusual in the Christian community? Because I want people to understand that you know, you often as a musician and composer have to be a light in darkness. We all are. Yeah. Right? You don't have to be a musician to do that. Wherever wherever you right. are and wherever God has you, you have to you have to be that light in darkness and, and you've been because you've been using your music yeah which which all of which has a a gospel message in it right and people are singing it and right. and performing it uh you know what it means and it's you, you're using it as, you know, as an opportunity to open the door for that conversation exactly um 
But in terms of unusual combinations in the church, has have you had any opportunities where the church has said, okay, John, let's marry a John and a David Ham? Mm-hmm. And, Wait, and does that make me the rap guy? I, I think I'm going to put you does in the rap scene the again, guy? just for it's a little while. Because oh, I, 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 because I don't. So, <laughs> oh man, okay, you know, somebody's you, some, of, some of your. Uh, <laughs> I'm Some sorry. of your peeps. No, I totally you know, got you, though. I'm, you know what I'm I mean? Because you. stylistically and artistically, you both right. bring a myriad of skills to the table right. that are technically worlds apart. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you follow me? Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, what's what's been the most unusual in the church? I haven't seen anything that unusual. Okay. Um, so maybe we have to do it here. Then yeah. TSC Music does yeah. the first orchestrated gospel Hip hop jambalaya, jambalaya. jambalaya. I like that's that. We, <laughs> I like that. That's what we call it. I like that. I got uh, some I'm just ideas thinking on that. Out loud, so oh, you can. And John just said he's got some ideas. I got some yeah, ideas well, on there that. There you go. Actually, yeah. Seriously, because yeah, this is really the kind is. of stuff, in my opinion, that reaches the, the the person that will never come to the church. Mm-hmm. This is so amazing uh, that you said that because mm-hmm. I, I ran into a producer who moved to Carmel. He. Um, he wrote the song Unwritten with um, Natalie, what's her name? Oh, boy. Is it Wilson? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and retired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so moved to Carmel, and uh, he, he, he is a, he's a believer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he's really wanting, I mean, he's, he's worked with everybody as far as, uh, um, you know, music is concerned. And so we've been talking about um, sampling orchestral beats and stuff with hip hop stuff. Mm. And so this is so funny. You kind of bring that up. That's Mm -hmm. that's, and he's yeah. And so we're looking for outlets to do that. That's yeah. kind of that's so. I think every, prophetic, every street corner. Well, I told you, you it's borderline. Something like you that. You did say that. You did, I'm, I'm freaking out here. I'm going to take a break right now, and we'll be right back after this prophetic message. The Adult and Youth Praise Choirs are just two of the many ministries that make up TSC Music. We're also looking for volunteers in other areas of music ministry. Are you a musician, an actor or singer, a video editor or an audio engineer? Perhaps you're great at learning song lyrics and quick on the computer, then projection ministry could be the place for you. Or maybe you enjoy meeting new people and talking with them about music. Then you'd fit right in with our sales team. If you're a music lover looking to find your place to serve, we invite you to apply online. Visit the website tscnyc.org and click on Get Involved.
And we're back uh, having a wonderful conversation. We're getting under the hood of of orchestration and under the hood of Christian music and the, and some of the various uh, styles, if you will, that exist uh, in our society and in the church, as a matter of fact. But we, we've just tapped on just a little bit that there's a lot of the uh, musical flavors that, um, that the world enjoys mm-hmm. that hasn't that hasn't quite made its way into the uh, the Sunday morning service. Let me put it that way, and 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 in some cases justifiably so. Right. Uh, perhaps it's it's your Friday night service. Perhaps it's your yeah, street sure. service. It's your evangelistic service. Perhaps it's your other event service. It's not your Sunday morning thing because we know what Sunday morning is. Right. Typical church Sunday morning is that's the preaching hour. Yeah. That's the traditional <laughs> Sunday morning. Everybody gets up, the family comes, and so it's got to be palatable for everybody, right? Uh, sure. For the most part, but then you've got those occasions when you want to reach that group of people who just won't come to Sunday morning. Right. They won't come to Tuesday night. They won't right. come to your midweek service. They won't come to your prayer meeting. Mm-hmm. But if you met them on a Friday night and you gave them the option. Of right. not going to a bar or not going to right. a club, and they found something that they could swallow. Uh, so that's what we're talking about: uh, using these various gifts and talents. And so, when we talk about the uh, the unusual, I you know, in the, during the break, we talked a little bit about marrying uh, this orchestration. Mm-hmm. You talked about a friend who yeah. you would sit at the keyboard. Talk yeah, about we, that yeah, a little we're bit. just we were just talking about uh, taking. Um, different orchestral things and adding beats to them. I mean, not that that hasn't been done, but, um, but, um, but more of on a, on a, in the Christian world, I haven't seen it done. I mean, you, you look at Kanye, Kanye West. West. Kanye <laughs> just, West. I, I want to I want to make sure I stay. Uh, oh, we can talk about Kanye okay, West. Okay. Yeah, right. bro, he needs Jesus just yes, like he the does. rest okay. of us. Okay. <laughs> Invite him to the come to Jesus meeting too. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But a lot of his tracks he used to do with Jay-Z involved a lot of uh, things similar to that kind of thing. And so, so we, uh, Will and I were. Um, this is another Will. Um, we're talking about some ideas. So we have to have to get yeah. have some discussion on yeah. some stuff because yeah. there's there's a lot of stuff that I think that the, the church doesn't necessarily embrace. And like for some of those reasons you said, mm-hmm. but it, it can be embraced in some ways and used in a different. Um, Absolutely, and, um, especially and, what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. And I appreciate you even sharing that. I mean, it's, it's not to just stay stuck on this, but. You know, you even you referencing like Kanye and Jay Z as ones who have blended the orchestra and and hip hop beats. Um, you know, it it is it's that time now. I think where we need to be able to be able to reference brothers in the faith, mm-hmm. men of God, and people that are pointing people to Christ in their music. <laughs> when will that day come? Where yeah. John, myself, Greg, where we can reference young men in the industry that are representing Christ and doing just unique things that you just don't find. So th- this is important for us to talk mm. about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. Good stuff. So what what's next on the wine glass calendar? Because you've been playing all over the place. Yeah. I think with all, you know, tons of people writing I'm, tons of music, which yeah. we're hearing different clips of it while we're speaking. I mean, right. That's some of John's music, by the way, and uh, the bed of music that you're hearing. What's what's next? What's what you got going on? I'm tr- I, I I'm trying to chill. I, I mean, besides <laughs> my own personal, um, like I said, I was going to do like a meditation worship CD, just mm-hmm. piano only, uh, and then my classical music, which all that stuff has been recorded already. So it's mm-hmm. just a matter of 
getting it mastered and right. yeah. um so that's kind of easy um but right now i'm really looking to just kind of chill out for till the end of the year so, oh, yeah. except for you know i do the consulting thing with uh, different churches but i'm getting ready to start my phd next year wow. at, at ucla um and um in music composition but a, a emphasis in ethnomusicology mm-hmm. uh, which is a study of world systems and music wow and but It'll come from the gospel, mm-hmm. um, basically codific- codification of gospel music, mm-hmm. which guys are doing, but there hasn't been like right. a book or anything like right, that, right. that. I don't that, know no guys that are doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, on, that's on some other level. I'm just going to lay it out to all those who are listening right now. So I'll have to come and watch you play and, 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 and then decipher it. And, 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 yeah, uh, and then tell me what I'm doing, because I don't know. Yeah, from a theoretical <laughs> standpoint, that's basically what I would be doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, John, so, yes. When you say you're going into churches and you're consulting, Mm-hmm. What what is some of the well, if, if, good if, stuff you're telling if them? If a church wants to change their trend of music, oh, um, okay. like if they want to go more modern, yeah. um, then I either help them move to that way. Wow. Or there's a there's a Presbyterian church I work with in California that they want they wanted an orchestra. So I told yeah. them the things, the infrastructure they needed to do to set that up and now they have a, a pretty much volunteer orchestra, but it's it's a you know they're doing doing great, and that's so great. that's kind of I kind of move churches into phases of stuff that they want to do. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's very different on the West Coast than it is on the on the East Coast. Yeah. And, I, and I gotta so. say, because he just said volunteer orchestra, right. uh, and there are many churches who have volunteer musicians, volunteer mm-hmm. orchestras. Right. Um, that is so <laughs> hard to do on the East Coast, yeah. and I want to talk about that because yeah. we talked about that before the podcast. <laughs> Right. Yes. Uh, and we're going to talk about it without getting in trouble because we, I don't want you to get in trouble because <laughs> I stay in trouble, but I don't want you to get in trouble. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's all right. You know, but, but let's talk about this for a moment because there is a sense in the church community that everything you do for the church, you're supposed to do for free. Mm-hmm. And I understand, I understand that. Uh, I understand the scriptural basis behind that as well and it is very very legitimate it is very very uh, sound and it's very very founded in scripture um but then at the same time there's the there's the church that wants you to do it sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday when they call you know and the occasional saturday wedding funeral right pastor's anniversary thing you know (laughs) whatever you've got going on in your church and (laughs) and that is supposed to supersede Feeding your family, paying your mortgage, right. fixing your car. Can yeah. you go there? Yeah, no, I, 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 I am, and I've talked to this with um, several people, but I, there was the Levitical priesthood, mm-hmm. you know, in in scriptures where they were supported mm-hmm. by you know what 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 they did, and I really believe in that man is worthy of his hire, mm-hmm. and and that that core positions in your church and this is what when people come to me and they want to talk about doing this i I believe there are core positions that you need Mm -hmm. staff so that you know and then there's a volunteer base that you know that you can go to um um, to to some degree Uh, now it doesn't really work uh east coast because i really believe in some ways uh that there's a different kind of musicality Mm. I'll, i'll just put that 
Uh, yeah. So on the East Coast, you mean? Wait, wait, you got to go there with that. Man. You, can't, you can't drop no, no to, word on us like that here I'm on the East Coast to, and keep it moving. I'm trying to, try to, yeah. I, I just, there are very learned musicians on the East Coast. You have Juilliard up the street here. You mm-hmm. have Lincoln Center. You have Boston Tanglewood. You have, I mean, when you think about the establishment of the church and all these Harvard, all these schools, they were they were church organizations. They were mm-hmm. church music, you know, spread from the east out west. Mm. Um, so um, when you think about that, it, it's it's indicative of certain skill levels that, right. that that exist. Now, again, obviously there are very amazing musicians and on the Los Angeles, you know, Los Angeles area, and um, but that's that that classical sense of schooling I, I find more apt here mm-hmm. in places like Boston or New York. Sure. And so the demand that comes with is great. That ha- having uh, attained that knowledge, mm-hmm. the demand that I am worthy of my hire uh, is it's technically attached to it's part of the whole mentality. It's part right. of the scene. Right. What do we say then to the musician or to the church who is supposed to is supposed to desire the very best gifts and that gift be rendered or surrendered unto the Lord so that we don't taint the motivation right. by always handing a payout every time they walk through the door yeah right yeah does doesn't that ultimately well. speak to the heart of an individual if I can change his motivation by what I pay. Right. Regardless of your skill level. Because the truth of the matter is, there are many musicians, myself included, right. who never went to university, never never got the degree. Yeah. That doesn't, and for 25 years, I've been doing this full time. Yeah. It doesn't, that, that's, that's just one track. Right, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it's just a different track. But it, but but does it change? Does it change the attitude? Does it change the motivation? You think it does? Can it taint the motivation of an individual who says this is unto the Lord? But I still got to feed my family. I I honestly don't believe that that it does. I think that it needs to be. Um, and, and I don't think what they're saying out west is is the same thing. I you know I don't think they're saying that. It's just that. When it goes to all paid, um, I, I've met pastors who are just not about that. Right. You know? Right. Um, or if they are, they're on staff and they also do graphics or they're mm-hmm. on staff and they also do, you know, sound or they do something else involved in the church. That's mm-hmm. kind of how most of the other two churches I work with. They have a guy that's there. He also does graphics and he does yeah. different things. So, so he's technically not hired, but <laughs> really, I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. So, you gotta wear those hats. right, right. I mean, you know. So, you know, I, I don't think that. Um, I, I think that people, for the most part, do honor that. Mm-hmm. You know, even even churches I've seen right. out west, right. You, know. you you soon are going to be doing your dissertation, mm-hmm. and I don't want to let it out of the bag because we we talked about it a little bit. But <laughs> what's your take? What's your opinion? Because in in the church today, there's a fine line between ministry or ministering and entertaining, or ministering and performing. <clears throat> fine line, mm-hmm. and there is a degree of performance that comes with ministry, right? 
right? You sharpen your skills, you rehearse your songs, you right. practice, you you know, you as we say, you know, you work on your chops, right. you know, so that you know you're presenting your very best mm-hmm. to the Lord. Where when does it cross the line for you? When when does it cross the line and and you're able to identify that we're no longer ministering, but it now it is performance? Because from a musician's perspective, that line that line goes like this. It's never a straight line, am I right? It's just yeah. all over the place, right? Yeah, but I believe it's when the the programming director uh, issues out the worship set. Now, now what's the program? <laughs> what is that? Oh, programming director. That's kind of like. Um, it's the producer of the service. Um, so you've been the services that have producers. Uh, yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tech sheets, the whole, it's on a whole nother level. So man. the service itself is orchestrated. It's, is, yeah. Well, maybe I shouldn't use that word since you're an orchestrator. <laughs> it's <laughs> produced. It's produ- yeah, <laughs> produced. It's produced with no room for the so Holy Spirit. So God gets told what to do at what time? Uh, pretty much. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a plague. It really is. Yeah, I mean that's that's challenging. I mean, hey, what do you say to those that go, oh, well, you know, we're just making sure that we do things decently and in order, and and we're aligned with just what God has, and we've prayerfully put Consider the schedule today. Yeah. We we've right. our producers love God, and, and they just they're giving us a good roadmap for the day. Right. Um. And I, I guess I would say to that, that is to that degree is the degree that you will experience him. Mm. So if you if you limit that, then that's as far as you go. Right. Um, and it, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, if you don't allow him to be because I mean, you know, we've gone overseas and. Mm-hmm. You go to the middle of Nigeria, you go to the middle of Kosovo someplace, and somebody's got a box string guitar. I've been more blessed in places like Absolutely. that yeah. than than the biggest mega church yeah, yeah. with all the lights. And, and, and yeah. it's funny you mention that because <laughs> there are no lights, there's no stage. I mean, you're kicking up dust. Right. You yeah. know, you don't have all the gear that we're used to, no. <laughs> you know. But then here's the other interesting thing about it from a musical perspective is that you can play the same song. For twenty five minutes in Africa, yeah, oh, and yeah. some of the other and some of the other South, even some of the uh, Latin American countries, yeah. the same song oh, you, will you, just go and go, and it'll yeah. it'll build and build, and it layers and layers, and the depths and depths. But yeah. musically, it's the same thing for like twenty minutes. Yeah. I I had a friend. He's not really a friend. It was an associate that I met <laughs> uh, in Africa when we were there years mm-hmm. ago, and about two years ago, sent me uh, three or four CDs. And because, um, you know, when we go to other countries, I'm always looking for music that's indigenous to the culture. Course, you know, I don't yeah. want to hear another right. African guy trying to sound like Chris Tomlin, you know, or somebody trying to do Israel or what have you. So I'm always looking for that authentic sound. And um, and I haven't been able to find it, to be honest with you, right. uh, except for this one guy who sent me some authentic African right. worship. And I got to tell you, I put the CD in in the car and I drove from here, from New York City. Mm-hmm. To Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. where I was headed. So that's about a two-hour drive. Yeah, that's, a good, that's a good minute. And the entire CD was two songs. Wow! And that thing went on. It was <laughs> it was several songs. Yeah. But it was you know what I mean. It's it was just, just one continuous. N- and I'm thinking they had to. They had to 
go in the studio and fix it that way. <laughs> and it's not. Because no. then I start to listen to it more, and I'm listening like 25 minutes in, and I'm noticing the difference in his voice. Yeah. 45 minutes in, and I'm noticing he's 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 about to give out. Yeah. <laughs> it's an experience, but it was, but it's yeah. authentic, right? And it's genuine. Yeah, uh, at least I think it is. Yeah. You know, um, problem is, is you can't market that. You can't. Well, not here. You can not probably here. market it there. Yeah, you can't. Because uh, he, you know, from what I understand, is one of the premier worship leaders in in Nigeria. Oh wow. Um, so there's a market for it there. Yeah, there. Uh, right. But here, obviously, you you, you you can't. But when you're in a culture like this and you've got 100 nationalities mm-hmm. like you have here at TSC, yep. uh, I, something tells me it'll fly. You can find some small pockets <laughs> throughout New York City. Some, oh, I believe. Yeah. 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 Not that I'm trying to do one that's yeah. two hours of continuous, uh, <laughs> continuous four-chord progression. But... Uh, <laughs> We're going to take another quick break, and then we're going to come back and wrap it up with John Wagner. It's having a wonderful discussion, uh, and I hope it's enlightening to you. We're going to come back and wrap it up right after this message. And we're back, and we are going to wrap this up. But I got to tell you, every time we go to break, <laughs> these guys get serious on the end. But let's 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 touch on one more area that uh, is is I think dear to all of our hearts and a reality in the Church of Jesus Christ today. For years, there's been talk about the church beautifying its edifice. You know, you get you, you've got. You know, your average church, and then you're trying to, you know, you've got the building fund because you want to build a bigger church. It's not because you've outgrown the one you're in, 
it's just something about you build the bigger one, maybe they'll come. Yeah. So you build the bigger church. You change the pews. You go to from pews to seats. You go a lot more contemporary. You change from a a flat altar to now an exalted platform. You know, because of course we want people to be able to see the preacher now, and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> but now we're so elevated and we're so lighted. And everything is electrical and it's digital and you've got digital lighting and, you know, you talked about the mm-hmm. service producer. Uh, and again, we're not knocking people who churches that do that. There's some churches that do it well. Yeah. Uh, but there are times when it, it distracts from the ultimate purpose for why we are there. Dave, you said during the break, we're building up so much internally. Yeah. And doing less externally That's we're right. building yeah. up so much in the edifice in the four walls yeah but we're doing less and building up a people who can go out and live this christian life in our society <laughs> yeah yeah i think um i don't know where i, I learned this from don't I, say I, a name though because yeah, i'm sorry get you in trouble <laughs> well, here's what i've come to see that in my own words that um a lot of times the church has has come to a place where they look like looks like a five-star hotel, right? When you when you go in and and looks more and more like a place of comfort and luxury and um you just you just come in there Everybody wants it. it's comfy, it's cozy, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. You got your um, coffee, make your coffee co- machines, coffee, your kiosk you know, machines, everything like that. Yeah, again, I'm not knocking all of that because right. I have gone to some churches where I was like, "Oh, this is really cool. I can sing my favorite worship song and sip on this hazelnut <laughs> right now." You know, like you know, so <laughs> um, so I've had my moments where I've enjoyed that, but my concern has been more so that a lot of churches are no longer a training ground for reaching the loss. Mm -hmm. Um, It's no longer that place where actually I should come into the house and um, let's just, let's get a little messy here. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's put some work in, let's sweat it out. Let's get before our King. Let's cry out. And uh, it should be a training ground to go soul winning, to go deep sea fishing Mm -hmm. and reach the loss. Have we become too comfortable even with our music, we've become more comfortable with making converts and not disciples. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, um, yeah, we we want to get them there, but then. We don't want to release them. We don't want to send them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> luck yeah. after that, you know. You know, and it's yeah, not. Get in here. Stay in here. Get involved in the ministry. Uh, stay here. Yeah. Because, uh, see, I think that, I think the, and I say this often, that the true realization of the church is realized when we scatter, not when we gather. Mm, for the sure. Gathering is necessary, but it's the scattering where we see the full realization of the body of Christ, you know, yeah. at work, at home, in the community, um, you know. Um, and, and But if we're not equipped, if we don't equip the people to go out when they scatter, right. you know, they'll scatter, but there's no effect. They're not effective. Oh, they're just going to run. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so they've got their favorite song. They've got their favorite music. They've got their favorite worship leader. They've heard their favorite preacher. They sat in their favorite seat. Yeah. You know, uh, they had their favorite coffee. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, they've it's got it. their favorites. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's what you're saying right there. It's like a clear example of what happened in the garden of Gethsemane. Mm. Yeah. We gathered with Jesus. Yeah. We had a meal with Jesus. We, we slept with Jesus. <laughs> right. And then when the trial came, the hour right. of darkness, and they Scatter. showed up, we went. We went running. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. We we could stay here for three more hours, but uh, <laughs> totally. we can't. <laughs> 
because we're bound to say something we're going to get in trouble for. But you know what? I believe it is a message that the Church of Jesus Christ needs to hear. I I do thank God for what God has established here in New York City at Times Square Church. And and I'm not saying we're the only church that does church right. Uh, I'm not saying that we've got it all right, for that Mm -hmm. matter. Um, But at least there's a pursuit. Uh, you know, of righteousness and the pursuit for God. God, show yes. us how to do this because we really don't know what we're doing. Uh, I've heard you know, Pastor David say that. I've heard Pastor Carter say that. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. I really don't. Yeah. I don't know. So God, if you got to help us. And if you don't show us, it's, we're just not moving. We're not going to move until you tell us what, right. what to do. Yeah. I mean, just this past Sunday, it's like, you know, we were singing uh, that song. If it, You know, the, the line says, if it wasn't for his love, Mm-hmm. If it wasn't mm-hmm. for his grace, right. I don't know don't where, know where I'd, I'd be. be. And, and um, there was such a stir in our worship time, Greg, mm-hmm. this past Sunday, past Sunday night. Like um, I couldn't even get the words out. I, was, I, I, I went yeah. to go s- sing that line. I don't know where I'd be. I was just a mess. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I just started bawling because, uh, you know, I love it when we can come to the house of God. We're not just singing a song. We're, we're, we're genuinely giving him true praise and worship for saving me, mm-hmm. right? And when I began to really think about some of the words we were singing Sunday, I couldn't get through the songs. Mm-hmm. I had to, I, was, I was starting to lip them, right? <laughs> because yeah. I was so emotionally drawn into the presence of God that people would have started to hear me wail mm-hmm. yep. right there where I was. Yep. yep. And I think we need some more wailing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need some crying out. No, really. Yeah, yeah. John. Cool. Always a pleasure, man. So glad you dropped in on us. Cool, and, uh, so glad. Well, you didn't drop in. We called you yesterday, but <laughs> you were in town. <laughs> right. So glad we were able to get you when cool. we got you. You got to come back. Got to yeah. send us some music. Yes. Let us know what you got coming up next. John Wineglass, David Ham. I'm Greg yes. Thomas. And again, remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us again next time on TSC Music with a Mission. Take joy, my King, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online because Music with a Mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet, and don't forget to use the hashtag MWM Podcast. Watch and share videos on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TSC Music TV. And of course, you can always email us at music at timescorechurch.org or visit the website, tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. 